Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this quick shot of romance is podcast contributor Heather. Hi, Heather. Hello, Becky. Um, so, so it's summer reading challenge and vacations and all that kind of stuff. So we're down to one quick shot a week for right now through the summer months. And each time that we come to you, the book we're reading is either going to be something that the contributor picked or um, one, an author that we've been like a new author to us that we've been dying to feature. Um, So we're going to try to get away from some of our typical reads for the summer because, you know, we do have our favorites. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I am all for reading new authors and giving new authors some love. Yeah. So uh, Heather suggested this book. It is book three, two, book Book three three. in a series. I read it as a standalone. I think you have read the whole series. Actually, I went back and looked and I have missed. um, So there's a novella and then I missed book one, but I read book two and three. So I should probably go back and read book one. Look at you macheting in a uh, series. I never, (laughs) don't tell anyone because I never do this. Don't tell everyone except, you know, I'm just going to announce another podcast. (laughs) That are listening right now. Anyway. um, Okay. So for this episode, we are reviewing The Barkeep and the Bro by A.J. Truman. This is a male male romance written um by a out gay author correct so um Um, and his called go ahead his cute little bio on amazon i just was like adorable adorable he he is really the sweetest guy i mean he is very very nice and um i had actually messaged him before because i wanted to be able to like take him on Instagram and he's like "Mm, I'm not on Instagram but he's on Facebook and he is super active in his group and he interacts with his readers and I just really enjoy him he just adopted a little baby with his husband and so I adore I know he's super I know he's so great so give him some love um okay read us the synopsis from Goodreads okay I'm his boss. He's my daughter's ex-boyfriend. This has nope written all over it. For 25 years, I've been an exclusive, all-consuming relationship with Stone's Throw Tavern, my family's local bar. I don't need a boyfriend. What I need is a new bartender. And what I get is Charlie, my daughter's old college boyfriend, a guy who still acts like he's chilling at the frat house. He was canned from his Wall Street job and escaped to small town Sourwood for a fresh start. He knows bupkis about bartending, but he makes up for it with his cocky charm and the tight shirts he wears, which secretly drive me wild. Now I'm making up excuses to hang by the bar during his shifts. There's a pile of reasons why I can't cross the line with an employee, especially this one. He's 25 years younger than me, and I'm a foot taller than him. Even on a purely mathematical level, this can't work. And yet, the growing heat between the frat boy and me burns like a shot of whiskey. I need to keep my beer can in my pants or else I could lose my business and my daughter. The barkeep and the bro will serve you up a glass of age gap, size difference, boss and play, grumpy sunshine, small town romance goodness, garnished with humor and lots of heat. 
and I won't even ask for your ID. This is the third book in the Single Dads uh, Club series, and it can be read as a standalone. So the release date for this was May 25th, 2022. Mm -hmm. He pretty much gives us all of the uh, tropes in the synopsis. Mm -hmm. Age gap, male, male, small town, by awakening, forbidden, opposites attract, boss, employee, and close proximity. Um, I think this is more opposites attract than grumpy sunshine. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, the series is the single dads club number three. And type of series is it absolutely does is a series of standalones. Put out mm-hmm. percentage is 38%. Um, but really, the intensity of their relationship does not kick up until 55%. So. Right. I mean, and I, you know, it didn't feel real slow burn to me. I don't know. I just, I think I read this in one sitting. and Oh, I did too. First- it is for sure a book I can see myself going back and reading again. Yeah. I have to giggle at that synopsis, though, because mm-hmm. the tongue-in-cheekness of that synopsis is carried through the whole book. There mm-hmm. is this lighthearted, funny, kind of mirror back on themselves, leaning into the stereotypes that we get in male-male romances, but it was done in such a fun, charming, and quirky way that it's... It just is a really good book. I really enjoyed it. I was a little like, what? Yeah, what I, I really, really liked it. So I read, I like The Mayor and The Mystery Man, which is the book before this. And I kept, you were like, Heather, make a decision on what book you want to read for the love <laughs> of God. And I was like, well, let me just start this. And I think I was like, I don't know, 20 pages in. And I'm like, no, we're reading this book. Because it was, it just got me like from the start. Because Charlie, oh man. So first I want to talk about the town of Sourwood because that okay. sets the setting for the mm-hmm. entire um, series. And oh. just the way it starts out in the prologue with Mitch and the the mayor of the town, honest to God, Sourwood is queer utopia. Like there's just a love and acceptance across the entire town. No one is really nasty. They're all loving and accepting of each other. And I really want to live there yeah I do too but there are some Karens so to speak like they're not they're not like but they don't hate on like someone just because they're you know gay or that's not it it's um they don't want like something being built there they're like more interested around keeping their town the way it is right they do not want progress but they don't care what you do just right keep the town small and what they what they're used to yeah, I mean, like, you can do, like, you can be who you are as a person, but just don't, I don't want your Walmart and your, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's, and I'm like, yeah, I, I agree. I want to live there. Yeah, I would just like to live there. Okay, so let's mm-hmm. talk about Charlie. Heather and I have a term <laughs> that we use in reference to a guy who is slightly clueless and younger, mm-hmm. um, and, but overall a really good guy with a good heart right Mm -hmm. we call them frat boy puppies (laughs) because Because if you think about it like you everybody loves like you have you see a frat boy and you have you just have to like them because they're funny and then I think about a lab puppy and they're just so adorable and you just want to squeeze them and love them I just that's how I feel about Charlie I just love Charlie is a golden retriever 
totally 100%. He is there to please you and make you happy and just be mm-hmm. charming and delightful through the whole story. And like, like totally like just happy-go-lucky and like is kind of always down to have some fun and you know, like, oh, yeah. tennis ball, let me go play with the tennis ball. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Totally. Um, mm-hmm. He's a total bro. And mm-hmm. as his world is crashing around him because he got canned from his Wall Street job and like in a matter of 12 hours, he went from being on the top of the world, which... Can we just talk briefly about his daily affirmations in the mirror? Yes. You are strong. (laughs) I'm just like, what? Yep. But they're adorable. They're adorable. And I have a teenage son, and I can like actually picture my teenage son, like, all right. We can do this, like, you know, flexing his muscles. Like, I can, I can, like, picture all of this happening yeah. in real it's life. So, so I funny. think that's funny. It's so funny. Um, so he is canned from his, in a 12-hour period. He is canned from his Wall Street job. Mm-hmm. He is kicked out of his apartment that he shares with his girlfriend. His girlfriend breaks up with him. And he couch like via surfs. Text or something. Yeah, via text. Mm-hmm. And he's couch yeah. surfing for a couple of days. Well, and, like... He was sort of like the life of the party and was always out like, you know, hanging out with his buddies and he had this really great group of friends and they'd go out and he'd be buying drinks and he'd do all this. And so he anticipated like when, you know, he's thinking like my friends aren't going to like leave me high and dry because they're my friends. Well, he is wrong. He learns very quickly that out of sight, out of mind Mm -hmm. and that you know, he was easily used by these people. Totally. But he does come across as Amos, um, a, a guy that he went to summer camp with randomly. And he's like, yeah, you can come and live with me. I have an extra, you know, room or whatever. And he gets there and those two become quick friends. And yes, Amos and I, I'm like, going to need the roommates. Is the What's the roommate's name? Is it? I think it's Amos. Is it Omar? Anyway, the roommate. Amos. What is it? It's Amos. A-M-O-S. Yeah. Amos, we are going to need his book. So We are getting his book. Okay. Well, that is good confirmation because he's a school teacher and he was delightful. And he really, he is is gay and he is out. And, Mm -hmm. um... There are some moments with um, with Charlie that Amos really helps him, like, mm-hmm. refocus. And we'll get to one of those in a minute because as I was reading it, I don't want to give it Heather, away. I don't want to give too much away, you guys. I don't cause... either. But I was just like, did I read that correctly? And you're like, yes. And then Amos's like little one lines about him, like, He's I was so dying. Great. So, going in the trash and <laughs> do not violate oh my gosh <laughs> try one of these next time oh uh-huh so we okay so mitch let's talk about mitch mitch is an older i like cringe when i say that because mitch is like my peer <laughs> well right so mitch had a child at 19 mm-hmm. um and got divorced he raised his daughter as a single dad Mitch is the quintessential 
bear character in the gay community. He is a big, giant lumberjack of a man with a beard and a big chest and fur and... um, Actually wears flannel and cuts wood. Yeah. (laughs) So he is quintessential bear gay. Um, Mm -hmm. And that makes Charlie a cub because Charlie is short and I think he like in this, they talk about how he shaves his chest and all his body hair off. Um, he is very built. He spends a lot of time in the gym and he's got big giant arms and broad shoulders, but he's barely five, six. And Mitch uh-huh. is something like five, five or uh, six, five. Yeah. So. I mean, real. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think um, it's Amos that says to says to Charlie, well, if you are bisexual, um, the gay community loves the Cubs. You'd be a great fit. <laughs> like, what are you <laughs> doing to your friend? That was before he started to have a realization. And mm-hmm. like, oh, are you man. reading the room there a little bit, buddy? The, the I love, I know we're talking about Mitch, but I love the relationship that Amos and Charlie have they are while they weren't like lifelong friends like that's a true friendship and I think that's Charlie realizes like Amos is the same age as me and he totally has his crap together and I don't I need to kind of get my shit together yeah so So Mitch back to Mitch Mitch had a baby at 19 19 he and the mom got married they ended up divorced so he raised this baby um he knew he was gay and he wasn't able to like come out um one of the things that I loved about this is that Mitch was also a huge hockey fan hockey played a huge role in that his bar so he has this like small town bar for me I can totally picture this like cute little small town bar that his dad passed down to him and it's his life it's everything to him. And he used the bar, the money from the bar, the bar made to raise his daughter and um, sent his daughter to college. And she is now an attorney. Lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out on the West Coast. Right. She's out on the West Coast, I think. She lives, I think, oh, near New York. Oh, OK. Because this is like in, in a New York, like an upstate New York yeah. kind of thing. Um, but the little hiccup comes in that Charlie and Mitch's daughter were college girlfriends and boyfriends. And Charlie actually broke up with the daughter Uh and hurt her. And basically he admits that he Googled how to break up with somebody without hurting their feelings and used every cliche line. It's me, not you. We're better apart than we are together. And it Uh totally devastated her, but she is now engaged and moving on with her life. And, um, so that's one of the things that kind of plays a little bit in here. Imagine your dad will do without the revenge sex aspect to it. <laughs> like it is as hot and as, as spicy as that book. Mm-hmm. With a little bit more plot. A little bit yeah, more plot. a lot more plot. I, um, I love how Charlie kind of comes to realize like, Maybe I'm not so straight after all. Yeah, he, you know, as Mitch is trying to train Charlie to be a bartender and they're spending time together at the bar, Charlie starts to, like, think about Mitch and, you know, 
question what these feelings are that he has for him. Um, and he's not, it's not one of those things. Well, I'm not gay. It's okay, but maybe I could be, am I attracted to Mm -hmm. him? Is this attraction? What is this? And he does some self exploration into it. That's a good way to put it. (laughs) With (laughs) things that will not be named because you need to read the scene. Um, can I, let's pause. So I read this book in a day. And then I think you read it maybe a week or so later and I get a text and I'm at work and I I was like, you're like, did this happen? Or did I like, did I read this? And I was like, yes, yes, you actually did read that. (laughs) I'm just like, huh? Okay. Um, But I really did enjoy the evolution of Charlie and his realization that, you know, he could be attracted to more than just women that, sometimes you know there can be that attraction to a man and it doesn't change who he is it doesn't change anything about him it just you know sometimes the one you desire is the one you least expect and your dad's ex is a pretty least expecting desire (laughs) correct and I think we're talking a lot about Charlie but I think um or your ex's dad I said yeah (laughs) I think that Mitch learned like as much as Mitch probably didn't think he had a lot to learn from Charlie, I think he really did. I think that Mitch was like kind of in a rut and was just kind of every day was almost the same. Like, you know what I mean? And wasn't. He talks about that a couple of different times, especially because the mayor is his best friend and they have a conversation over the bar kind of about that, about how he lives for the bar. He lives a, a a stone's throw from the bar And he doesn't move his life. He has nothing outside the bar other than his daughter. And even that is limited because she doesn't live in town. And it creates, you actually, I felt a little sorry for Mitch. Uh And it was Charlie who kind of reeled him into loosening up. You know, Uh to kind of show that when you're with the one you're supposed to be with, things are easier. It was easier for Mitch to allow himself to have a good time and not to worry about just the bar and the day to day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also like maybe think outside of the bar. Like I think that was something, you know, Mitch and I mean, Charlie kind of was like, well, what about this? What about, and there, there was a series of events and how Charlie really just stepped up as somebody in Mitch's life a couple of times that he was like, I'll just, you know, I'll handle it. I'll help you. We'll work together. And I think that that was really kind of what Mitch was needing. Like he has his friends, but it's different when you have someone that you can actually lean on. Like, yeah, that's real close to you. Yeah, I agree. I also think that this story had a ton of humor and heart. Like Uh it was a rom-com. It was sweet and funny with a perfect balance of spice. And, um, but there was so much heart in, and it's so character driven. It is such a character driven story that you are just kind of overwhelmed with what great characters are in this book. Uh It, it just, it wasn't what I expected and I loved every minute of it. And I really need to read the other books in the series. This group of people is like somebody that I want to just invite over to my deck and like hang out and have a couple cocktails. 
and you will laugh all night long. They're, they're like people you wish, you know, in real life. Yeah. Yeah. They're just really fun, sweet, nice people. And there was just so Mm -hmm. much love and acceptance and they kind of called you out too. Cause like Mitch got called out a couple of times on his bullshit Mm -hmm. and was told, "Hmm, dude, maybe not do that or loosen up. And I really enjoyed that about this story. Me too. Okay, Heather, let's get to our three questions. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you like this book? Uh, Yes. Like, (laughs) I wonder if people will stop, you know, be like, shut up, Heather, stop talking about this book and this author and this series. (laughs) I too really liked this book. Um, It is my first time reading this author and I really enjoyed it. I liked his humor. I liked the heart in the book. And um, I look forward to reading more from him. Um, Who would typically like this book? I think if you're a fan of male, male romances, um, it's pretty low angst. There's some age age gap, um, obviously. Um, He has a great support system and Charlie's building a support system. Um, It's a great friend group. And I kind of like there's like, there was a mix of the older friend group and a younger friend group, but I felt like both of the groups of them I would love to hang out with. So I, yeah. I really love that. Yeah. I think if you like rom-com and you want to try a male, male romance, like if you're mm-hmm. like, Hey, I haven't read a lot of those. I would like to read more of those kind of opening up your TBR and your bookshelf. This is a great place to start. It has, you know, it's really funny. It's not angsty. It's not over the top. It's super approachable. And, um, I really enjoyed it. I really, really, and it's very character heavy. So if you like a character driven book, honestly, it reads a little like an Avery Flynn book, but male, male. And it, I think too, it's on Kindle Unlimited. And I think that makes it very, I mean, download it and read it and then make sure you go to the very end, even, you know, because you want them to get the page reads. But I think it's, it's just a really great, I just, I really like the book so much. I think everyone should read it. Everyone should read this. Um, Would you recommend this book, Heather? (laughs) I mean, obviously, you shut up already, Heather, right? Yeah, for sure. Totally. Um, I would recommend this book. Again, if you are looking to dip your toes into male-male romance and not sure where to start, um, and you like a lighter-hearted, small-town friend group romance, then you absolutely you absolutely should try the um this series and particularly the barkeeper and the bro and the especially girl. if you want to know what a frat boy puppy looks like because yeah okay i'm gonna make your night ready the okay. book amos is getting a book and it is called ancient history and it's a nerd jock um it's so it's south rock high school book one and it is coming out end of september um, so it's a series, I think, I think, I don't know, but I think all those high school teachers are going to get their own little HEA, that which I'm here for. Amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so tell everyone how you found AJ Truman as an author, because we didn't give any time to this, but you kind of found him as an author through a little bit of a, a trip. <laughs> Yeah, so I am a big fan of Riley Hart, who often writes male male romance, and I'm on her email list. And um, she will send out in our own voices. So she sends out emails 
um, with authors that write in the LGBTQ community. And she's always like, okay, this book here, this is an author I really like. And then there's a little bit of a bio and then a link to their book. And so I have found a lot of authors through her. And I just think she kind of, I love how it's not like a selfish, she's like promoting other people. And I just, I really love that. And I'm so glad that I found AJ Truman because I love his books. And I think he's just a really great person. And I would love, I just like to support him. For sure. Um, I, it was a great read and I love when authors build up other authors. It's just mm-hmm. makes it all the much better. So if you I haven't agree. checked out Riley Hart, you absolutely should also check out her books. Um, Heather, thank you for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Anytime. I'm always happy to talk books with you. <laughs> I know. Um, until next time, everyone, happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on the shelf show notes. 